Good afternoon, everyone. Happy to have you with us. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. This is Local Matters for Friday. Delighted you are here, and I will tell you up front that you're going to enjoy the conversation that we have with my special guest today, Michelle Dela Cruz, a story of a life changed, a story of a life redirected, a story of God's power, his grace, his mercy, and his love. Michelle, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me here. Oh, I am so happy. I have looked forward to this from the time we talked about doing it, and yeah. you got a big smile on your face. You're glowing. You're countenance. <laughs> I'm excited. I know. I know. But you know, as, as, we, uh, as we begin this conversation, you are excited. Life is good. God God is good, yeah, and and uh, but life has not always been that way for you. No, it hasn't. Uh, you went through some time. You went through some, literally some some time. Some hard times. <laughs> uh, and go <laughs> go back. Uh, drugs were involved, I assume. Yes. Uh, incarceration was involved, yes. I assume. Uh, it's different now, but let's kind of put it in in reverse, if we could, and 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 rewind and talk about what took you to the problem times of your life. Where, where did it, where did it begin? How did it start? Well. Um, my mom left me when I was three. She was a heroin addict, and my dad was in prison. He was facing life. And so my grandparents raised me. And not having my parents and my grandparents being older, I didn't have no structure in my home, and I just wandered. Um, I became addicted to meth at the age of 15. 15. 15. I was using marijuana at 12 and smoking, wow. smoking marijuana. I was um, drinking alcohol, and then at 15, I was introduced to meth, and I was addicted. Now, and, and so back up again, your grand, your your at three years old, you you literally were. Who did raise you? My grandparents. Your grandparents yes. raised you. But they were so old. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, really. I mean, so you could pretty much do what you wanted to do. Pretty much, yes. So at twelve years old, you were using marijuana. Yes. I was. At fifteen years old, you're addicted to meth. Yep. I wow. Was addicted to meth. I wasn't going to school, and I was running the streets. And wow. Yep. And, and I don't know. Have I mean, I've done some things. Uh, that were illegal. I've done some things that were wrong, things I'm ashamed of, but I've never, I've never had the experience with meth. But my understanding is, boy, a meth addiction is horrific in terms of breaking and getting away from it. Am I right about that? It is. It is. It's, it's very hard. It's a, it's a struggle. Um, I've been clean now for three years, but the whole battle was I needed it. That's what, who I was when I was on it. The person that, you know, I was when I was on it, was my identity. That's all I knew, wow. you know, from my parents being drug addicts and my aunts and uncles to me becoming a drug addict. That's all I knew. That was what I was familiar with. Sure. So. And that literally was your life. It was. What is it? What is it? By the way, we're visiting with Michelle Dela Cruz. We're talking about a brand new life here on Local Matters. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. We're happy to have you with us today. Glad you're here. What is it you think about about a person that they that they need to get high to enjoy life. I mean, what, what, what is, is that the way you felt or, or was it? Well, it wasn't necessary to enjoy life. It was to numb my life. Oh, wow. To numb either the pain or the, the happiness that I had, or that was the only way I knew how to cope with emotions. I didn't, even when I became sober, I didn't even know if it was okay to be happy or if it was okay to be sad because I was always numb my whole life with meth. Yeah. So it was a, a numbing not now, now you mentioned. Uh, did you, did you, did you cook it? Did you sell it? Did no, you use I, it? I did sell it and okay. I, I used it. Okay. 
So something I'm not proud of. But well, I mean, you know, I, 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 I was, we're, we're, right. we're not going to dwell on the conversation right there. But I want our audience to understand what you came from. Yes to appreciate God's grace and mercy to where you are now. Right, yeah. And there's a great, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps looking at you smile over there because I know God's power in your life. And I, we go to church together. You're right. one of our Sunday yes. school teachers. So <laughs> folks, hang around. That's the end of the story. Right there. But let's go back to the time when you said 15 years old, you're doing math, you're selling math, you're on the streets. What's it like on the street? You're sleeping on the streets? No, or? I would go home. I would just, I had a home. I had my grandparents' home. It's just I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be on the streets. I wanted to see where the action was, where everybody was, you know, seeing people overdosing. It was just what I was familiar with, and it was what I wanted to be around. Yeah, It's just a sick lie that the devil has you, that that's all you're going to know, you know? Sure. So, and when you say on the streets, you mean literally on the streets or in someone's home where it was going on well, or party places? Different, or? different homes, different okay. parties, different, you know. I mean, at that time, everybody was doing meth. Yeah. Everybody. Did you so. now where were you California at the time? Mm-hmm, in California. Now, did you have did you have a time when when uh, when you overdosed or nearly overdosed? Did you have one of those scary experiences? Many times. Many, oh really? Many Tell me about that. Of, yes, many times I over um overdose. I actually became depressed when I was coming down off of meth and I tried to kill myself many times. Wow. I would take all kinds of medication. Um I remember one time my mom found me and I was in the bathtub. I was I had overdose and I had slipped slip my wrist. So this is when I was like about 28. Wow. Yeah. It was just depression. I felt convicted for what I did because I knew I was in the wrong. I, I was raised in church. I would go to church with some of my family members, with some of my neighbors. And so I knew what I was doing was wrong, but it was just such a strong hold that I had that I needed to do it. Wow. So, and so with the guilt, that whole combination, combination, sure. that that's what carried with me every time I used. Wow. Now, what, what you was there a place where you, I mean, you have children now. I know your children, yes. beautiful children, uh, teenagers. Well, one of them is both your, your daughter a teenager? Oh, she, she's going to be 13 on 23rd of Okay, February. I knew she was there close in the sun who <laughs> Almost, is. Oh, my so, God. Se, 17. You're, your baby's 13. <laughs> How does that make you feel? What, your baby Old. gets to be 31 like mine? <laughs> And you, I've yeah. got I've got ties that are thirteen. Come on, uh, but anyway, so did so. Your that's your lifestyle. That's what you know. That's what you enjoy. That's what you want to do. And even in spite of getting out there and and enjoying, quote unquote, enjoying temporarily, right. you still had those moments where you want to kill yourself, right. which is kind of like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. I right. mean, you're having a good time. So why would anybody that's having a great time want to kill themselves? It wasn't necessarily having a great time. It was just trying to survive. Yeah, trying to live life. I mean. Not knowing how to feel and then being numb. And then when you're not numb, you're trying to live life and you're like, this is not not what I know. So let me get back high so I can live my life. But really, it was taking over my life. Yeah. If that makes sense. It it became, like you say, it became your life. It became everything, everyday thing. And then I had, I did try to get clean many times. I would maybe six months. um, I think once was a year after I had my, my son. I got clean and then just I, I married and we both had an addiction and we both battled and it, that's what destroyed our marriage was drugs. Was yeah. Meth. So yeah, you're you're going back and forth trying to get clean, know you, mm-hmm. knowing there's a better life. What happened? How did you? How did you? As they say, bottom out. What happened? What happened? To you? I mean, you ended up incarcerated, as we've talked about before. Well, I did, but okay. before that, um, I lost my mind. I moved out here, and I thought that I can get away from all my problems, fresh start, get clean, and little did I know it was sitting here waiting for me because yeah, 
I met a man and he was addicted to it. He took me down the same road that I was used to and it was just it was just bad. It was horrible. I lost my mind. Um I finally asked for help. You mean you couldn't think clearly? You couldn't like, you were hospitalized? I what, was what hospitalized. Okay. I went to Timbrock um to get help. I had lost my children because I asked for help, so the state took them. Um, so I lost my children. I was in a um, uh, Timbrock at, here in Cookville, a great place. If anybody ever needs health getting clean, I would go there because yeah. they are amazing. The staff's amazing. Um, so I went there, and I tried to get clean, but I was so high and so out of my mind, I didn't even know what was going on. Finally, when I came to, the nurses were like, who are you? You're a whole different person. We didn't think you were going to snap out. I was talking to walls. I was talking to um, the speakers and the ceilings. I was screaming, running, trying to escape. I was a monster. Wow. So they thought I was going to be stuck like that. They said they seen people get stuck like that. But I came out of it. Is that when it turned around? That's what? when it turned around. When okay. I came out of it and I noticed, well, at the hospital, there's this lady, and on her shift, she would come in my bedroom and she'd pray for me. Yeah. Every night. She she brought me a Bible so I can have, and I woke up to a Bible, and I was like. Now, had you, had you accepted Christ by then, I, early, I earlier had, in life? Yes, I okay, had. Okay, so, so you'd made the decision to receive Jesus yes. as your Lord and Savior earlier in life, before this, this period of drugs. Right. Well, like I said before, I was in and out of church. And I knew who Jesus was, and I did. When I when I would try to get help, I would run to um, discipleship homes. I would run to um, recovery homes, but it just didn't work. I mean, I was fed, and, and I received everything, but it wasn't what – I wasn't ready to accept sure. it. I wanted to change. I wanted – for me, Michelle, to fix my problem. Yeah. Oh, it, I see what you're happen. saying. Yeah. In your own strength. By the yeah. way, we were, we're talking with Michelle De La Cruz uh, on Local Matters today. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. We're talking about a brand new life, turning a new leaf, and, and how God and the power and grace and mercy of God comes into play for that. So so you had two children. And when you needed help, the state took your children. They did. And so that you could hopefully, you know, recover. Now, how did you, I know, uh, I know, as I mentioned earlier, we get, we get to church together. Uh, you, you spent some time in the Jackson County Jail? No, in Putnam County. Putnam County yes. Jail, okay, okay. <laughs> in the Putnam County. Okay, alrighty. And I did spend some time there. Well, after I got out of the hospital and um, I was trying to get my kids back and I was working, you know, on my recovery and I was doing great because, you know, I decided, you know what, God, I need you. I need you to take care of me. Well, six months later, I was indicted on a drug charge. Okay. So a I, new one? Or I, one, okay. It was a, a old one, but. Okay. So, um. I went and did time in Putnam County. They threw me in there. They threw <laughs> they really you. really threw me in there. <laughs> Literally? Um, when the cop came Now, to, was that the first time you'd been in jail? Yes, my okay. very first time. Even though you'd been using drugs since you were 15. Yeah. Okay. I was always able to talk myself out of it, or yeah. the cops would look the other way. So. Yeah. But this is my first time here in Putnam doing time, and I was scared. I was really scared. I didn't know what actually I was going into, um, but there were some amazing amazing officers that work there so i mean they are they're good if you're if you're respectful with them they're gonna help you and they're gonna get you what you need so now how long were you there i was there for three months three months in jail three okay months. now we're going to come back on the other side of this conversation i talked about and i think that's where that's where uh is that where our church ministry found you yes Okay, well, we're going to pick it up right there, uh, and we're so glad you're here. Michelle, thank you so much for sharing this. It, it's your blessing, and you're helping people, not only folks who may have this issue right now in their life, but the parents and grandparents of folks right. that are going through it, that there is hope, 
There's new life, there's possibility, there's grace, and there's mercy as we trust in the power of God. I'm Dwight Henry, your host. This is Local Matters. We're back in a moment. Glad you're with us, Local Matters, for Friday afternoon. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. We are talking about a brand new life, a brand a turning of the leaf, but not just not just Michelle. By the way, our guest is Michelle Dela Cruz. She's sharing her story with us, a story of early use in terms of marijuana at 12, meth at age 15, and all that that brought with it, living on the streets, losing children. I mean, all, I mean, you must have been an, uh, attempting suicide more than once. I mean, this was, this was not the, this was not, do you remember the first time you smoked marijuana? Do you remember? I mean, did you have any idea that, that this was the direction it would go? No, I did not. Obviously. I, mean, I you thought know, I was just having fun. Yeah. I was trying to fit in. Yeah. That's what I was trying to do. At 12 years old. Yep. Now, what grade are we in at 12. Um, I believe I was fifth or sixth, seventh, seventh grade. Yeah, I spent three years in sixth grade, so that would explain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. So it's seventh grade. So from seventh grade, you know, fast forward what we've talked about already. After marijuana, after meth, after all of that, children. So you find yourself from California, and actually, you came from California to this area to get a new start, to start a new life. But you found meth waiting on you here, just like it was in California. <laughs> Got in a relationship that that took you down this same road here, mm-hmm. and you find yourself uh, in a Putnam County jail, which yeah. is where we left the conversation <laughs> off. And, but I want to come back to something you said. Uh, there were you said some amazing officers, some yeah. amazing talk about the counseling and help you got while you were spending that ninety days in the Putnam County jail. Well, there was an officer Ramsey that she was there, and she would pray for us. She would come in and she would bring me literature on reading um, of the Bible and she would pray for me and the other officers would encourage me and, and just, you know, they seen me doing good and they'd be like, you know what, you're going to get out. Even now, they come visit me at the donut shop. Do they really? Yes. We and can do the commercial. You're assistant manager at Krispy Kreme, right? I am. Here in town. I am. Part of a great testimony. <laughs> Go ahead. So they come. You, you keep talking. I'm going to get a donut, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they would... um just encouraged me and just seeing that I was, you know, I was trying. I wanted something different. But when I was sitting there, when I first went in there, Dwight, I was scared. <laughs> I was scared because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I didn't have no family here. I didn't know who to call. And so your I, kids are still. My, my was, kids were with, in. They just went into. Yeah, they were still in custody. Okay. And so um, I was scared. And, and the only person I can call on is the Lord. Yeah. I called on the Lord and I said, God. Your word says that you never leave me. Your word says that you're always here for me. You've gone into other prisons. You were there for people. Peter, was it Peter? Yeah. Yes, he was yeah. there for Peter. You, you know, you you made him. You made everything okay for him. I need you to show me that you're real. I need to show me that you have not left me. You're the only one that can come and save me right where I'm at. And so later on that day, here comes Miss Denise and Miss Linda. Those are the lady, ladies Church. from the Living Hope yes. Church. The same day? The same day. You are kidding yes. me. I was like, they, And, of course, we have a ministry. Our church has a ministry at Putnam County Jail. So they came, and you never met her before that no, day. I never met her Talk about that first encounter. What? How did that go? Oh, they were just full of love. Just yeah. Just full of love, and they don't judge you. They're just there to just spread God's love. And I was like, 
this is so you, Lord. <laughs> this is so you. <laughs> the same day. I love uh, it. Yeah, especially Miss Denise coming in, her you know, her rejoicing. Rejoice. That's yes, her that's her mantra, her theme word. So happy and I was like, Lord, when I get out, this is the church I'm going to. You send them not only to show me that you're real, but you're sending me because this is where I'm supposed to be. Wow. And so yeah, they came every it was Sunday afternoon and Monday night, and that's one thing I had to look forward to. So they came twice a week. Yes, they did. Basically, the the whole time you were there. Yeah, or a lot of the, the time. The whole time anyway. I was there. Yep. And you're already Christian, but they did. They, and did you do Bible study? We did, did you, do okay. Bible studies, and um, they had prayer. Yeah. And then they had like a list that goes around if anybody needs special prayer and just you know encouraging and that, and that's what they did. They came and encouraged us. So it was they a group setting. There were, there were several yes. people in yes. there. Okay. It was it was amazing, and that is just so. I mean, I love it. I love the jail ministry. So. Yeah. It helps so many lives. Really you know, does. so your mind, so there you are in jail. You know, the Apostle Paul did some of his best work in jail. He wrote <laughs> he wrote a lot of the New Testament while he was in jail. So, right. I mean, it's, and, but for I you. I can see why, though. Yeah, yeah, not much else to do. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but, what, uh, but, but for you, it was a time where you, you prayed and got answered your prayer, but you had a chance twice a week at least, maybe more often than not, you had a, you had an officer praying for you. Yes. You had Bible study. So you were getting that word in your mind yes. and getting that word written in your heart mm-hmm. to forever change you. It, yes. And it, they came and they reminded us of who we were, who God says we were. Yeah. And that's what changed me is my outlook on myself. I had to look how God was looking at me. And that's what changed me completely. Is to know who God said I was. Yeah, God's view and opinion mm-hmm. of you. You said, no, God, you've answered my prayers. I know you're real. I'm heading to your house on a regular basis to grow in, in my spiritual walk. Right. I had to change everything. I had to change the way I was thinking. I had to change the way I did things. Um, so for me, it would be my phone contact with people. It would be my downfall. So I didn't have a phone. I didn't have Facebook. I removed everything from my life. And little by little, when the Lord was like, okay, this is okay to do, I let it into my life, and it didn't become a problem for me. It didn't come a connection to the outside, you know, of the drugs and, and you know, the man. It just became a tool that I need to use and wow. not a tool to help me get high. Yeah, exactly. So I had to renew my mind. I had to renew, you know, who what I wanted in my life and what I was doing. So. We're glad you're with us. This is Local Matters. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. We're talking today with Michelle Dela Cruz, uh, talking about her life of uh, of drug usage, incarceration, but uh, the Lord getting involved in her life. She's out now, so you come to church, and I know, I know, and you've been this. This has been some time, and so you establish yourself in church and growing in the Lord. You've gone to our Bible school, yes, uh, and now you're teaching Sunday school, or life school. Yeah, yeah. I do. And and, and, and those and, and, low, and and so now you're you're taking. I mean, uh, your mess became your message. Yes. Your test became your testimony. Yes. And I can tell by the glow on your face that I mean, it's how different is it with the Lord in your life and the life? And you got your kids back. Yes, I got my kids back, and Ernie's the usher. So yeah, and Marianne, they're already thirteen, and he's going to be sixteen, and they're not even facing the problems that I faced when I was their age they're yeah. not even thinking about half the things that i was thinking i was doing when you know so that's a blessing too it's oh, like yeah. thank you jesus their, their whole world is different than yours at that age yes but it's so much easier it's at the age of 34 i'm 
living life. Yeah. I'm living a good life. You know, I have, you know, struggles, you know, bills and stuff like that, but that's something that's supposed to be. That's normal. Oh, yeah. Not, you know, afraid I'm going to get evicted because I spent all my money on drugs. Yeah. You know, it's normal. I'm, I'm living a normal life, finally, after yeah. so many years. <laughs> yeah. And what, and, and talk to, talk to me when you have, you say, you say, you have, and, and there must be moments when you're, when our, all of our unwritten lines says, Hey, you know, what are you going to do now? What's going to happen? Just get high just one time. Yeah. You may be way past that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm way past that. Uh, but, Thank uh, you, Jesus. The uh, Lord took that. And you, and it's, the and Lord that, took that's that a, away. You're not even tempted with that anymore. No, not yeah. even tempted. Uh, but, and that's, that's something that amazes me because, I mean, today is my third year clean. Right. Today? Yes, today. Your third anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Well, how appropriate is that? Yeah, how so, appropriate is that? And it's just a blessing because that's something I could always remember battling with like i could taste it i can smell it you know i needed it and now it's like people talk about it i see it like on you know the facebook things and i'm like lord jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus that yeah. you saved me that you healed me that you delivered me yeah you know so wow this yeah. is a completely different life yes i want you no doubt michelle by the way uh we're glad you're with us today on local matters michelle de la cruz is our guest we're talking about her life before and after drugs and uh, her life uh, as she walks for the Lord now and how much better, how much more abundant her life is. Uh, but we've got some folks who are listening who have no doubt about the fact that they that that they that their parents of, of folks of, of kids with the same issue or maybe grandparents. What would you say to them about how to deal with their loved ones who have these issues and problems and addictions in their lives? I would just say keep praying for them, keep loving on them. Don't enable them, but love them and just know that whatever they are at this time, that's not who they are. That's the drugs. You know, try to get as much help as you can and just pray. Pray for them because until God gets a hold of them, nothing else is going to work. Yeah. And isn't it a wonderful thing, Michelle, and you touched on this a little bit ago, to know that as a Christian, as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have to depend on your own strength. No, you're not you, in this you by yourself. You're not. You're not have your own willpower, your own whatever, your own mindset. Because we have God says He's not only gives us power; He is our power. He is our strength. We can draw from Him yes. for whatever our need is. Talk about that. How how's life knowing that? So much easier knowing that. Like I have His grace. I have His grace in my life. His yeah. strength to do things that I can't do. And that is so much easier to face things in life because if me, Michelle, can't do it, I can call into God and he's going to either send me the help or he's going to give me what I need to be able to do it. Yeah. And where else can you get that? No, really. <laughs> I love that. And, and we talked about this in, 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 in the Bible school mm-hmm. that you went through, Grace. God's ability working in you to cause you to be able to do things we couldn't do on our right. own. It's about God's ability, God. and and as His children, you know we have that. I mean, right. we're not God, we're not Jesus. I'm not saying that at all, but we have His strength to to get us through. Right, and I'm yeah. His favorite. You are absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know for sure that that your picture is on His refrigerator. Yes, your picture is on His. It is a delight to see you laughing and smiling, and and I know how uh, I, I, I'm the director of the law school class. I know how your your kids feel about you, and yes. and. Uh, and I know, uh, it, and it just—it's a joy. To, but but it really is true. Folks who are dealing with these addictions right now, and, and whether they be drugs 
or it could be pornography. It might be worry. It might be anxiety. Or whatever. Pro- or what's that? <laughs> or work. <laughs> or work. Whatever. Whatever holds somebody captive, yeah. and and keeps them where you were as it relates to meth. We don't have to live that way as, as Christian as Christian people, and strength and hope and the abundant life. And it's good to know that we're the head, not the tail. Right. But we are Christ on us is our hope of glory, and and there there is a good life waiting, regardless of the problems we face. Right. Michelle, this has been so much fun. What were you nervous about? <laughs> you said she said before I'm nervous. I said now nah, we're just going to talk. And you and me and just a few thousand of our closest friends. Right. Thank you so much for coming. Thank we you. really appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. It's been great. We've been talking to my friend Michelle Dela Cruz. We're talking about how to have a new life through Jesus Christ. And you've heard her testimony. And whatever your issue, your problem is, your God loves you. He's not mad at you. He's on your side, and He wants to help you too. This is your host Dwight Henry saying, join us next week at this time for Local Matters.